Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons with Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. The sermon you are about to hear can also be downloaded at www.grenadachurch.com. We know you are going to be blessed. Now, on to the message. Revelation 21 and 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. In um, this short and brief life that we have here, we've got to think about two worlds. And I think we commit spiritual suicide when we only think about one and we think about just here and now. And Jesus told us he was going to go prepare a place for us. In fact, he said, "Why?" in our words that I would use today, he said, why would I lie to you? Why would I tell you that I'm going to prepare a place for you if it wasn't so? I'm telling you it's so that I go to prepare a place for you and that when I come again, I'll receive you and I'll carry you with me. And I know I'm uh, paraphrasing that, but that's what the verses mean. And John the Beloved, when he was on the Isle of Patmos and he was in prison for preaching the gospel, for a few moments, God pulled back the curtains of the spiritual world and he let John catch a glimpse of what was going on in heaven. And he get he had the opportunity to gaze upon all the glories of our eternal home. And today, I want to contrast those two places, this world of pain and sorrow that we live in today compared to the one that John showed us in the world to come. The earth, we if, if we're honest with ourselves, now you can lie to yourself and you can believe the world and think that, oh, this is the best life is right here. You can believe that if you want to. But the, the reality is this. This earth is a land of tears is what it is. It's just a, a moment in time. The Bible says our life is but just a vapor. And you older folks know <laughs> that it just seems like yesterday we were in high school. It just seems like not even a couple of days ago we were young kids running and frolicking in the yard. And here we are. Time has just, boom, went by. I feel like I'm still 17 mentally, but I know physically I'm not. I know I got, every morning when I wake up now, I got to grab something to get up out of that bed. Or when I sit down, I know when I sit down back here, everybody, Brother Wilson, you need help up. And I'm thinking, boy, it must be a sight to behold me trying to get up. But again, this old world is just full of heartaches and tears are at every corner and every turn of the road, if we're honest. The sun may shine on us for a small time in life, and we may have those days up under the sun, as Ecclesiastes tells us, but soon the sun is gone. The shadows creep in and, and we're bound by bitter tears of what has happened in this world. And there's tears of disappointment. Things may look bright for a little while in our life, like everything is going to work out, but then we're hit with this blinding disappointment and it comes and it robs us of our joy and our peace is yanked from our heart. Moses is a great example of this. Moses spent all of his life, really basically all of his life, Seeking God and leading a rebellious generation of the children of God, the Israelites, through a barren desert to carry them to the promised land. And then when they got there, God calls him up to a mountain and says, come up here, Moses. And he shows him all the land and says, this is the promised land. This is what I told you was coming. This, this is the Canaan 
This is the land flowing with milk and honey, but you're not going to be able to go. He said, because you disobeyed me and you did what I told you not to do, you won't get to go. But I'm going to show it to you, but you're not going to get to enter it. Now, I don't know if this happened, but in my mind, I see Moses standing there and I can't help believe that on his wrinkled and aged face and probably tanned from all the years of journeying in the desert and his hair with sand in it, just an old man. And just seeing the tears roll down his face of disappointment of not being able to see that promise. It's tears of disappointment. And then there's tears of shattered dreams. We build all these air castles in our life and they just seem to go up in a vapor of time. And these bright dreams that we have for life, they just never come to pass. We look for that great day here on earth and it just never dawns on us, meaning it never comes to pass. That sun never rises on that great day for us. And I think if we all are really honest once again with ourselves, we'll see that we all have shed tears of disappointment. And there's tears of death. Death is a dark place. It's darker than any night, and it's a dark corner that we have to go stand in at some points of our life. And it's happening right now to people that we love so dear. And that, that day when we lose a loved one, and we, especially with a young person, and there's no explanation for it, it's a little different when it's a, an aged Christian that has been 80 and 90 years old and lived a, a long life here on this earth, and they, they're saved, and we know they're on their way to heaven. And and I know Will was saved. My wife led him in a sinner's prayer in children's church. The the young man always had a smile on his face. And I, I have no doubt, I don't hesitate any to say that young man is, is eternal rest in heaven right now. But still yet, we don't understand that. I, there's no explanation for what happened. We can't wrap our minds around when a, a young person like that and so innocent and so full of life and they have to leave this world and... To, and come Tuesday, people are going to sit in a funeral full of sorrow and they're going to long to hear that voice of Will one more time. They're going to long to feel that touch of his hand. If only we could just, I, I've lost count of the times Will would walk down front here. Our church was going on. He'd go to the restroom. He's always smiling. He didn't care if a hundred people was here. He'd just take off and go smiling. And man, if we could just see that one more time. And unfortunately we won't. And when the crowds have left, we're left alone, and life seems empty and our hearts are as heavy as lead, we shed those tears of death. Now, if that story stopped there, if that sermon stopped here this morning, that'd be a pretty, a pretty sorrowful sermon. That would be a bad way to leave today. It would just leave our hearts full of sadness. In fact, Paul said this, if in this life only, if that's all we have, we are men most miserable. That's what Paul said. But thanks be to Jesus Christ. Amen. The story doesn't end there. That sorrowful journey that we've had through this life, it doesn't stop there. That's not the end of the story for those that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Thanks be unto Jesus Christ. In our opening verse, John saw things God had prepared us for. And one thing John noticed, God said, I will wipe away every tear that you have shed. 
You think of how awesome that is. That's not just a metaphor. I believe that literally God himself will reach down with his hands of grace and mercy and wipe away every tear we've ever shed. I know that we'll be in close contact with him. I know that I I wish I had words like John today that I could paint on. John was like an artist when he wrote and he was like an artist painting on a canvas and the words would just flow and it painted this beautiful picture of heaven. Oh, Lord, I wish I had words like that today. And it, it, it just words so beautiful like John that it would make you want to leave today and, and go to that eternal home because heaven is a land of no tears. Amen. Heaven is an actual place. It's an actual place. I don't know why here lately, but for some reason on Facebook, when I get on any kind of social media, for some reason I am getting some of the most hellish videos sent at me from people that claim to be Christians. My dear wife last night, she heard me. This lady, come on. There's no place called hell. And it's not even in the Bible. Not yet. Jennifer! She said, I hear it. I hear it. Okay. I'm like, where did this Jezebel come from? I could have kicked that computer screen in. There is a, as well as there's a place called hell. We're not talking about that. There's a place called heaven. It's an actual place. One of the best descriptions I've ever heard of is, uh, brother Hewlin Evans. That, that the, and it's on our website, heaven, when he preached about heaven, and he called it planet heaven. And I love that too. You mean it's a planet? The Bible says God sits upon the circumference of heaven. Amen. I have no problem believing that God has a planet somewhere. Amen. God sits up on the circumference of heaven. And heaven is for a prepared people. Remember Jesus said, I go to prepare for you a place God's done his part. And now it's our turn to do our part and be ready to receive this place called heaven. Have you done your part? Are you ready and prepared for heaven? Are you prepared? I hope it's not. Well, I hope I am. I get a little bit out of shape spiritually speaking. I don't say none of the people. I try to be kind. But when I ask them, are you saved? Oh, yeah, I've been baptized in water. First thing I want to say is, that's not what I ask you. I ask you, have you been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Oh, I'm a Baptist. That's not what I ask you. I won't say nothing until it's Church of God, folks. Are you saved? Oh, yeah, I go to the Lighthouse Church of God. That's not what I ask you. Oh, I'm, I'm a media member at Jimmy Swaggart Ministries. That's not what I ask you. Those things are all fine and well when I'm asking you, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? Is Pharaoh Wilson, Jimmy Swaggart, Brother um, Franklin Graham, Billy Graham, none of them can save you. They're in the same boat you are. They need a Redeemer. They need somebody that can save them. They need that person that went to prepare a place for them. Or the worst one of them all, are you saved? No, but I'll get ready later. How many people have said that and have busted open the gates of hell with that statement? 
How many preachers have told people you can live your life any way you want to and it'll be all right, God will save you somehow? How many people have heard the hellish lies that there is no there is no hell and God would not send somebody to a place like that? That's not in the Bible. I've heard that so many times. And just to be fair, I don't think that if I looked at the Greek and Hebrew language, I'll give you an example. Some Most of you here haven't heard this. The ones who've been here a long time have heard me tell this testimony. When I first got into church, there was a man in Australia, a very learned man. He was very intelligent. He had doctorate upon doctorate upon doctorate. And he sent me this deal. It was an email, and I really kind of think it was like a, a mass email. I don't know that it was intended for me, but it did have my name on it. it said, Farrell Wilson. That's why I opened it. And he said, there is no hell. The Greek language says this, this, and this, and this. And I don't know if I accidentally hit reply. I really don't know. I don't recall doing that. But evidently, I hit reply, and it sent a blank email back to him because I, I didn't type him nothing. And he sent me this long diatribe. It said, Dear Farrell Wilson, and he started explaining you were wrong for teaching your people that there's a hell and blah, blah, blah. And he went, I read this whole thing, and I replied back to him. I said, Sir, it's very obvious that you're a learned man. You know more than I do as far as books. you got college degrees, and I'm just a simple old hillbilly out here in the sticks of Mississippi. That's who I am. I've been called to God to preach, and I do know this, sir. You can call it what you want to call it, but Jesus said there's going to be a place of darkness, an outer darkness, a place where the worms devour for an eternity. It says that there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. There will be an eternity in a place called the lake of fire that you will be eternally separated from God. And, and God said, this is the second death. You call it what you want to call it. I call it hell. I didn't get no reply back. I could have went and bought his book for 1995 and he told me how. That word's not in the Bible. But I chose to go with the Word of God. Because folks, just as all, these things are reality. And don't wait to say, I'll, I'll get it together later. Are you walking that narrow path that leads to life today? I can't answer that question for you. Only you can answer that question. Jesus said, broad is the way. That gate is real wide and that road is easy to go down that leads to destruction. Oh, Brother Wilson, you're just one of them holy roller Pentecostal preachers. You got that right. Amen. I don't make no apologies for being Pentecostal. It's not a religion. It's just something we believe. It's a word that describes, I believe in the full gospel. Yeah, I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe in speaking in other tongues. I believe in healing. I believe you ought to shout and praise God in church. I couldn't go to no funeral home for a church where they sit there on the pews and just stare at you. Oh. I like people to smile. Tell me God don't smile. He laughs at us, I promise you. I promise you. God. It, the Bible says we're created in His image. God is full of emotion. I, I, I believe in the full gospel and I think that you should live a life that is a very narrow path that most of this world don't want to go down. Thank you for listening today. 
This radio station is listener supported, which means we rely on your donations to keep us on the air. We're a non-profit organization, so your donations are tax deductible. We're on the air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, playing Christian music and teaching programs. We have something for everyone. We're asking for your help today. We need your prayers and your financial support to stay on the air. Won't you please make a donation today? You can make a secure donation by going to our website at www.cross.radio. Thank you for your support and God bless you. Most people will tell us we're nothing but fruitcakes. Most people tell, oh, y'all just religious fanatics, whatever you want to call me. And not going to be many days when Christ returns, you're going to call me gone. Now you can go live that life all you want to. But there'll come that day when you look up from the man, like in the man in the Bible who looked up from hell, said, would you please just go warn my family? And he was told, why should I do that? They wouldn't listen to all the prophets I sent. What good's it going to do to go tell them again? Folks, this road is a very, very, very narrow path. I'm not saying you're not going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. You're human. I'm human. There's not many days that go by I don't have to get down on my knees or where I'm sitting. It's hard for me to get on my knees now, but I sit down and I pray with my head bowed and say, Lord, forgive me my sins today. Forgive me those things I don't know I did, Lord. Forgive me my pride, my selfishness. Lord, forgive me for not listening to you. You know what used to be meth and coke and alcohol and cigarettes and running the road and carousing until two or three in the morning is now different things, but it's still sin before God. We're all sinful creatures. I'm not saying we're not. But yet still, friends, we have to live this life. It's a very narrow path. Now on the back to the Isle of Patmos and John, and he saw this great company of people in heaven. The angel said to him, these are those that come out of the great tribulation, those people in heaven that were sitting there praising and worshiping God. And watch this. They had their robes washed and made white by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. I can't be made holy and righteous by activities. As good as that is, we need to go to church. We need to pay our tithes. We need to pray. We need to, uh, we need to be able to forgive and love all of those Christian disciplines that Christ instructed us to do. We need those things. But not one of them, not one of them can save you. What happens is when you're saved, then those start happening. They're after effect. You start loving people more. You start loving God more. You want to walk that narrow path after you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. The world can't understand that. What do you, it was even in his time. What do you mean I got a drink of his blood? What do you mean I got to eat of his flesh? What kind of weirdo is this? What kind of strange person is that? I seen a video this other day. What kind of stupid people are these Christians talking about? I got to drink somebody's blood and eat their flesh. That's pagan. No, sir, what you don't understand is the word of God. (laughs) You don't understand where your faith needs to be. You don't understand what it's going to take to make it to heaven. Oh, y'all Christians say there ain't but only one way to heaven. What's wrong with y'all? You got that right. 
There's only one way, and His name is Jesus Christ. It is the only way. The only way. People holding people up like Ben Shapiro up and said, oh, they're so great. Go listen to Ben Shapiro. Go listen to him. Oh, I'm meddling now. I'm kicked over somebody's golden calf this morning. Go listen to him. What do you think of Jesus? Oh, I think he was just a fanatic that tried to overthrow the Roman government, paid a high price for it. That's what he said. I have zero time for him. I don't hear nothing he's got to say because if he's got that wrong, he's got everything else wrong. If you get this wrong, you have everything in life wrong. My friends, there's only one way you're going to be in that crowd that John saw up in heaven and singing and praising God. Amen. And he said, he didn't say these are the ones that did all the good in life. He didn't say these are the leaders of the church. He didn't say these were the people that paid the most tithes or prayed the most. He said it's the ones who have had their robes washed and dipped in the blood of the Lamb. That's who was standing up there in heaven and and singing and praising. If you want to enter the kingdom of God, you have to have those filthy robes dipped and washed in the blood of the Lamb. Woo! Heaven is a perfect place. The streets are made of gold. The walls are jasper. The gates are pearl. Pearl one. Hard to tell some things from me with my hillbilly accent. Oh, I got to tell y'all something that's had nothing to do with what I'm preaching. I felt so good today. This lady was explaining how we got this southern drawl. And do you know it actually, if you talk real fast, you start speeding it up, you realize that we're actually some of the people that come from Britain that had that British refined accent. And we got down here and we got lazy. I felt so good about that though, brother Randy. I'm refined. I'm intelligent. I don't believe that, but what the lady said, you know, men, the giants are one, or the gates, I'm sorry, the gates are one giant pearl. The description of heavens are mind-boggling. I can't. I would be the worst person to try to stand up and tell all the glories of heaven. You want to hear, you ought to listen to Brother Hewlett Evans. He did a fantastic job describing heaven. But men have killed for Millions, well, not millions, thousands and thousands of years for wealth. We're going to be walking on it. <laughs> We're going to be walking on gold. Can you imagine? The gold, the Bible, the way that I've heard some scholars describe it, it's, it's so pure and refined that it's like walking on translucent glass. That's the kind of gold it is. It has no impurities in it. And you know, outside of all that, until we behold the face of Jesus, we haven't seen all the glories of heaven. Heaven is a permanent place. I have no doubt the world as we know it is closing in rapidly. And I'll leave it at that. That's for another time. Hebrews 13 and 14 says this, For we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Heaven's permanent. This earth is not. Matter of fact, the Bible says one day it's going to pass away in fire. It's not going to be destroyed, but it's going to be cleansed with fire. And every, everything, even the heavens, if you know it, is the Milky Way galaxy, the the Orion Belt, um, Pegasus, 
star. All these things we see up in the heavens at night, even those will be changed because God said it will be cleansed with fire. It's not a permanent place, but heaven is a permanent place. Heaven is a magnificent place. Woo! We're content with living in brick. We're content with living in wood and metal. But heaven, we're getting upgraded. I like the word upgraded. I like to be upgraded. I get excited when they say you're going to upgrade your software. Oh, man, what we got coming out? This ain't nothing to this, amen? If I told your phone, if a phone company called you up and said, we're going to upgrade you for free, you'd be all just excited. If you had tickets to go to that football game, somebody said, we're going to upgrade you to the 50-yard line down here for free, you'd be ecstatic, wouldn't you? I would, too. But we're going to get upgraded in the heavenly home. We have a mansion with a name on it. Amen. Um, I, I remember a story of a guy that was, he didn't have two sticks to rub together and just had him a little old trailer. And he went one time to a, we was riding around with the banker in town. The banker carried him out to his house. He showed that poor man and said, look at that mansion right there. He said, that's all mine. That, that poor man just started crying and weeping. The banker looked down and said, what's wrong? He said, I can't wait to get to heaven. I got one of them waiting on me too. Amen. We got mansions waiting on us. Mansions, friends. It's not mansions doesn't mean a little cubicle or a little shack. This heaven is a great expansive place. There'll be worship services like you've never experienced here on earth, honey. John said there was a number that no man could number standing before the throne of God and they were worshiping and singing the praises of the Lamb of the God. They were singing the song of the redeemed. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who is to, who was slain. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come with all creation we sing. Praise to the Lamb of God. Woo! Praise to the Lamb of God. It's gonna be a, ooh, honey, you can't even imagine what it's gonna be like. You sound like a cheerleader. Good! I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you excited about what's to come. You ain't going to be standing around with your arms crossed sitting in the pew on heaven. I promise you. If you ain't Pentecostal here, you will be there. I think Jesus is Pentecostal. My opinion. Heaven is a place of perfect knowledge. Now in part, now I know in part, but then I shall know even as I am also known. We wonder why sin comes in and breaks apart our dreams. We wonder why bad things like we will happen. We try in our feeble human mind to explain things. And I've learned after 17 years, 18 years of ministry, whatever it is, it's best just to stand there and tell them you love them and hug them. Because I don't have an explanation. I wish I could turn back the hands of time. I wish things like the book of Acts would start happening. When Peter walked in the room. Remember the last study we had? And he just walked in the room and brought that lady back to life. Oh, I desire to see those times here upon this earth. I don't know why. I have no idea. Until then, all I can do is trust the perfect Father. 
I know it is a great loss of will this morning, but I do know this. He's part of that group up there. He was Fred. I wonder if Fred met him at the gate. He ain't going to believe it. He's not going to believe what he They didn't even tell half the story. They couldn't. They didn't know. And that's what Paul said. We don't even know the half of it. I don't even know a smidge of it. I did my very best as a feeble human to try to relay to you just a few of the glories of heaven. Personally, I like that part about singing. I've always wanted to be a singer. You can't sing a lick, brother. Oh, I want to be that part when they're praising God forever. Worthy is the Lamb. Woo! Can I say it again? Worthy is the Lamb who's been slain. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb to be praised. I can just see multitudinous of millions of people falling on the ground in front of the throne of God and praising Him forever. Hallelujah. Those golden streets, we're going to have crowns. We're going to have robes. But do you know when that song of the redeemed comes up, I can hear every crown hitting the ground. Amen. And they're saying, we're unworthy, Lord. We're unworthy. You know them crowns and robes? If that's all there was in golden streets, it wouldn't be worth the struggle. Christianity's hard. I'm the preacher to tell you that. It's going to cost you something. It's, well, not money, but it's going to cost you this world. You're going to sit this world down. You're going to have to leave the world alone. And you're going to make it. I thought you said we was all simple, Brother Wilson. I did say that. But your walk, every day you're given here on this earth is another opportunity to serve the Lord. It's another opportunity. See, God's waiting on you. I don't think we realize that. You're not just called to be saved and go to heaven. You're here to do a work until you go to heaven. Every one of you is an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Every one of you. I didn't know that. Well, you do now. What's my job? I have no idea. I don't. Didn't nobody come up and tell me, hey, you're going to be a preacher. As a matter of fact, they told me quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. I don't determine that. God determines that. Too many people have sat down and listened to the devil and said, oh, I don't have anything to do. Sure you do. There's a dying, hurting world right out that door. When you walk out it today, when you go to lunch, when you go, whatever you're going to go do out there, you're going to run into almost everybody. And now this is a tough statement and I used to disagree with it, but I agree with it now. Most people are unsaved. That's a, even those ones claiming to be saved, you're going to find. And I used to not agree with that. I, oh, that's, uh, I can't buy that. A lot of people are saved because that number says, or the passage says, you know, a number that no man can number stood before the throne of God. That's what I was thinking. But is that, the years go by and I watch people and how they live. And it's a tough statement. Not many people are saved. Not many. But if that's all it was, crowns, robes, golden streets, pearls, diaspora, probably wouldn't be worth it because it's a tough walk. But heaven is a place where you're going to lay eyes upon Jesus. Heaven is a place where you're going to lay down that pain. Heaven is a place where you're going to lay down that sorrow. 
Heaven is a place you'll never cry again. You'll never get to hear another sermon. There's never going to be a funeral. We're not going to have to cry over losing a 19-year-old boy. Matter of fact, he's already there waiting on you. You think Will was saved? I know he was saved. I know for a fact. How do I know? Jesus said, and I didn't have this in my notes. It just hit me. Remember I told you you smiled all the time? He was, and I don't mean this in no bad way. I mean this in a good way, so don't take it wrong. I just don't, I don't think I've got the right word for it, but I'm going to say it anyway. When Jesus was sitting down at a lady's house one day, the children were trying to come to him. The apostle, no, don't leave him alone. He's too busy. He said, get away. <laughs> That's what he did. Peter, y'all going to sit down for a minute. Come unto me. Let me show you a lesson here. Because if you can't be like one of these little children, you won't see the kid. Most people, to include me, when I walk around life, they got a frown on their face most of the time because of all the things we go through. Will, I've never seen him not one time, not one time frown about him. As a little child, he received the kingdom of God. When Will was little, if I told him Jesus is outside that door, he'd have ran. Really? I'm going to check it out. He made it. He's waiting on you. I have no doubt we're going to see him again. God, I'm getting ready to wrap this up. God instituted families. God would never break that. I call it a covenant because God instituted the families. And he put us together. He designed the family. He told Adam and Eve to go for this reason. A man would leave his uh, mom and he would go get him a wife and they would form a family. God made the family. So there's no way we get to heaven that he will wipe out that memory. Paul said, you'll be remembered for who you are. It's like looking in the glass darkly. I don't understand it all now, but I know one day I will. You'll be remembered for who you are. And that I believe that blood line of family, the blood is precious to God, so it will remain eternal. But your values change. Now you worship the Lamb. That's who you're really in love with. All the pain we've had here, it'll be worth it all. John said that God will wipe away all tears. I close with this. Pastor Lynn Broughton, he was the pastor of the Baptist Tabernacle Church in Atlanta, Georgia, for many years. In his church, there was a fine young man that was a deacon of the church. He would usher and he would take up offering. The young man knew he had gotten sick and he knew he wasn't going to live much longer. And he called the pastor over to have a talk with him. As they talked about death in heaven, tears began to roll down the young man's face. And the pastor took out a handkerchief and Wipe the tears from the young man's face. He looked up and smiled at the pastor and said this, The next time my tears are wiped away, they will be wiped away by the loving hand of the Heavenly Father. Amen. Would y'all stand with me this moment? We're so glad you joined us today. This is the place to come for the best in Christian music and sermons. We know that life can be tough, but we believe that God has a plan for each of us, and we want to help you find that plan. 
So please, stay tuned for more messages of hope and encouragement. Here at Power of the Cross Radio, we believe in the power of prayer. If you have a need, visit our prayer wall on the website at www.cross.radio. We also believe in the power of Christian music to touch hearts and change lives. So please keep listening. And if you know someone who might need a little encouragement, tell them about Power of the Cross Radio. We cover a wide mix of Christian music. Check the website schedule for more details. And if you have any questions, email us at info at cross.radio. You can also call us at 662-294-0608. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. You can visit their website at cfministry.com.